live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous Saturday. It's a good day to watch a race or watch some football or play some football. Well, we're calling this good football weather, but that also makes it good racing weather. It is good racing weather, and uh, I tell you what, you can feel it in the air. You said it felt pretty good out there at Burns last night, right? Oh, it did. Real pleasant. That's great. So, uh... Good morning, Greg. How are you doing over there? Well, doing good, doing good. Uh, can't complain about the weather. Uh, like I say, it's uh, we got a good show coming up, and uh, we're going to talk racing and football, and mainly racing. I hope. I hope <laughs> that's what we're yeah. supposed to be talking. They yeah. got plenty of other shows on this station to talk football, and uh, uh, we got a good guest today, don't we? Uh, did we get a guess? That's right, we I did. I think Greg got one, didn't no. we? No, Greg had got nothing to do with this one. This oh, okay. Was, no, I, lined this one up, I lined this one up a couple of weeks ago in Mount Airy. We've got a Hollywood stuntman, Neil Castles Jr. His uh, father, of course, was Neil Castles, the race driver, who uh, had a long career and actually was the Grand National East champion in 1972. But uh, I, And I wrote his... Uh, Biography is the last book I've written, but Neil Castles Jr. got into stunning and Hollywood work through his father, who did a lot of Hollywood stunt work uh, in the movies and movies like Thunder in Carolina and Six Pack and uh, oh, there's a whole list of them. But Neil's uh, Neil's going to be on at eleven o'clock, and I'm looking real forward to talking to him. And uh, he's an interesting guy. We sat together up at a. Mount Airy at the Moonshine Festival a couple of weeks ago and did very well. Sold a bunch of books. But otherwise, uh, we will have Deb Williams at 1020, as always. And we will have Mike Hill at, uh, well, whenever we get done with uh, Neil, around 1120. But there's a couple of things that really stand out uh, that I need to mention right off the bat. and We'll get them in a, a little more depth later. And that's that Max Verstappen did not win the Formula One race last Sunday. Wow. It broke his 10-race winning streak. And How did that happen? Oh, well, that, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing it hadn't happened before now. But, no, uh, the uh, it was actually a good race. And uh, Ferrari got back into uh, the winner's circle. And, uh, of course, that was a week too late for uh, – all the, all the people at Monza where they were the week before. I'm trying to dig out my standings, my my results here, because I think the winner was uh, Carlos Sainz, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, we'll get about uh, we'll get in more depth about that later on. And the other thing I wanted to mention was with the IMSA um, racing series. Here's my Formula One results, and uh, yeah, Carlos Sainz won it. And a Ferrari. So that was great news for the other teams. Uh, nobody's going to catch uh, Verstappen with the points 
in the point standings, but still it was good. To, somebody else besides Red Bull won a race. Um, That's good. But with the IMSA, they ran last week at Indianapolis the battle on the bricks, and our car that we pulled for, the, the Whalen Engineering Cadillac that Mike Hill was associated with, and I think he's still associated with it, if least, at least not showing up in the shop every day, but in spirit. But they got the points lead back with one race to go, which will be October 14th at Road Atlanta, and it is a jam-packed uh, at the top of the IMSA point standings with uh, uh, the Wheelan Cadillac having a three-point lead and a, and a five-point lead over the next car, and then uh, I've got it all. We'll get into it in depth later. But, uh, yeah, then a 38-point lead over the BMW and a 73-point lead over the other Porsche. So uh, that's real tight, and that Road Atlanta race is going to be very exciting. So, I like uh, Road Atlanta, don't you? Oh, I love it. I love that place. You know, and I would go to this race. Smoke and I talked about, that's my brother, talked about going last year. And the year before, I think, was the year that they won the championship, the Whelan team. And one of the, the, probably the best race I saw all year on television. But uh, you go to Road Atlanta, and I think it's a, I'll have to look it up. It's a few weeks away. We'll ask Mike Hill. I think it's a six-hour race. It might only be four or three. But whatever it is, it's in uh, down in uh, Georgia, Flowery Branch, and uh, it's not over till like eleven o'clock at night. You know, and that's the I just I'm not as young as I used to be, and I just can't. I I, I don't look forward to driving home from a race that late, you know, and uh, getting home at especially one o'clock. at five eighty-five. Yeah, uh, one o'clock in the morning. So uh, probably won't go this year, but it may be suit. Too soon to tell. That's uh, that's still about three weeks, three or four weeks away. But uh, it's great that they're back on top. It's great that Max Verstappen didn't win his eleventh race in a row. <laughs> but uh, the uh, they ran last week at Bristol. Did you boys watch any of the Bristol race? I did. Uh, did you like it? It was okay. I don't. I'm I'm just not a big. Uh, Denny Hamlin fan. He won oh, it, and he punched his ticket to the next round and uh, was roundly booed after the race. And I, I saw that. He seems to relish it. I think he's liking it. I believe he, he has really taken it to to heart, and, and like you said, I believe he really relishes the boos. Well, he definitely doesn't care, I don't believe. I, 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 I would imagine that uh, he would rather have cheers, but... Um, He's got a few of those, but it sounded like mostly booze to me. And the people that are not, that uh, interview him, you know, as soon as the race is over out there on Victory Lane, pointed out, you know, and they say, "What do you think about all these booze, all these booze and everything?" And he, you know, sort of brushes it off. But uh, anyway, well, that's not really a fair question, I think, because what's he going to do? So say, "Oh, I hate this. I wish I was liked." <laughs> well, uh, well, how many times have we seen? Uh, NASCAR stars and stuff get booed, and then they're the good guy, then they're the bad guy, and you know we had a great race driver in Jeff Bodine, one of our last races and everything, and uh, he got booed from the time he come into the sport. Uh, he got you know he people settled down a little bit. Man, he comes right for us, and <laughs> he got booed a lot. That son of a gun sure was getting the job done. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, uh, and he's, he's a good guy, but he he 
he tangled too much with Earnhardt, I think, was one of the reasons he got booed, and it just carried over oh, for yeah. the rest of his career. Yeah, and, and you know, for a long time, uh, Dale Sr. was not liked by a lot of people because of the way he raced and, and as much as he won. And I think he really did love the booze. I think he did, too. It called, That's B-O-O-S, not B-O-O-Z-E. Well, you know, I was just telling, I was what I was thinking. Yeah, I because, thought about that, too. Well, I had That's my... sounding pretty good to me. I, uh, I took 10 days off from drinking because I had to have my labs uh, <laughs> last yesterday morning. So uh, I take 10 days off just so the doctor doesn't tell so me. So you I can need cheat. To, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm cheating or not. I just take a little time off from drinking and because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it from the doctor and uh, so last night I, I got reacquainted with Mr. Beam and uh, it was a lovely <laughs> evening I watched uh, what did I watch last night I watched To Live and Die in L.A. you remember okay. that one? I do that was uh, made 1985 about Secret Service mm-hmm. when I was in the Secret right. Service and I remember going to it and uh and it's just like I, when I go to a racing movie, you know, I I spend a whole lot of time finding everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. And uh, it was very much the case again with uh, To Live and Die in L.A. It was on because of William Friedkin was the director. And they had, like, William Friedkin night uh, a couple of nights ago on Turner Classics. And he, I, I guess you could say he was cursed because, like, two of his first movies... Right when he started directing, he won an Academy Award for The French Connection. Right. And then uh, the next movie after that was The Exorcist. <laughs> not not a bad way to start. Yeah, but he never, he, I mean, he, and he followed it up with some movies, and this was one of them. But it was like, you know, boom, right off the start, you know, he, he hits gold and, uh, and has a rough time after that. Now, he, uh, he passed away this summer, or maybe in the spring. It, it, it was this year, very right. recently. So they had William Friedkin night last night. They should have had you up there helping. Well, I mean, I've only been out since 1988. So, but, a few, but I tell you what, it, it was interesting that um, they're running around with 38 snub nose revolvers, mm-hmm. six shots, which, uh, you know, at the time that I was in the Secret Service, we were, I think everybody felt terribly outgunned. Because, I mean, the bad guys had, you know, Rugers and 45s with clips and, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, big we, guns. Lots of ammo. And we had a we had a thirty-eight six shot. And I know when we'd go to the range, we'd have to practice uh, reloading, which, uh, you know, I don't know how many bullets is in a clip of a forty-five or a, or a Ruger or something like that. But I know it was more than six. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a whole lot easier put a clip in but one of the things they did in that movie that two things right off the bat were ridiculous first one and it was a ronald, ronald reagan was president and you you could hear him making a speech in in some of the scenes so i knew it was ronald reagan that was right for 1985 but he um the motorcade pulls up to the hotel you know it's about 20 cars long that part's right but they had a police car and then uh this is in los angeles they had a police car and then the limo with the president which is not the way they do it but i mean <laughs> they got a whole bunch of cars usually at least four or five in front of the limousine you know with uh, other people other secret service agents and things like that uh 
they just don't have police car and then the, the protectee. They don't do it that way. And then, but even dumber than that was, uh, and this is the opening scene of the movie, actually, they're, uh, it's a shift change. Like they're standing post outside the president's door or whoever it was. And uh, instead of, the, and on the floor, wherever the protectee is, you have a command post or with radios, you know, and you, you go in there during your downtime. Usually there's five or six different posts, and you've got like ten guys, and you just rotate around. But the guy left his post to come to the command post and say, uh, and that's called a push, and it's a, and say you're pushed. But that's you don't leave yeah. the door unguarded to go to the command post and get your relief. The relief comes out there to you, right? Which was, I mean, that was ridiculous. So, uh, and and the thing about it is, this movie was written by Gerald Pet. Petr Petrovich, who I think at one time, I know he was in the Secret Service, but I believe he was the field office, um, head of the, the Los Angeles field office, but he wrote the thing. And to have, I thought, just two glaring errors, especially about leaving, uh, about the shift change, uh, I, I was ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. Other than that, it was a pretty decent movie. And it I was out of thing. It wasn't about protecting, uh, protectees at all. It was all a, a counterfeit movie. With a, it was like Willem Dafoe's second movie. Yeah. Who plays a great bad guy. And uh, uh, Peterson, what was his first name? I can't think of it. Played the Secret Service. Anyway, it was a pretty good movie. And I hadn't seen it in a long, long time. And had a great time debunking it. You know, I I, I look at pictures. Well, you got the credentials to, to, to debunk it because <laughs> you've done it firsthand. Well, the thing about it is uh, when I think back of when I was in the Secret Service, I, I I got a couple of pictures of me sitting at my desk. No computer. We didn't have computers yet. I think right about when I left in 1988, we were just starting to get them. But, you know, you didn't have your desk all cluttered up with a computer, and you dictated your uh, your reports or whatever you had and, and handed it into the secretary pool on a, on a cassette, and they type it up and bring it back to you. So, uh, anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. It is interesting. What was the other movie I watched? I watched another one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was looking for something to watch, and I switched over to Turner Classics, and The Last Picture Show was just coming on. The Last Picture Show. Oh, that's a good one. A real good one. Ben Johnson won an Academy Award for mm-hmm. that, and according to the Internet Movie Database, which I watched movies with that in my hand, mm-hmm. uh, checking out who, who was all in the movie and what all they did, was... Um, uh, Ben Johnson won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and he was on the screen nine minutes and 54 seconds, which was the least of anybody that ever won the Academy Award but for Best Supporting character. Actor. Yeah. Sam the Lion was his name. Yep. But that was like Sybil Shepard's first movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Timothy Bottoms, and uh, uh, one of those Bridges boys, Jeff Bridges. Good mm-hmm. movie. Cloris Leachman. Good movie. All right. Oh, good, good actors in that movie. Yeah, and I kept me up till. Kept me and Jim up till 2 o'clock watching it last night. Well, let's take a break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. She just sent me the point standings, which uh, she still leads. But um, we'll find out what's happened at Bristol last week and what's coming up this week at Texas. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. The Braves are National League East champs, locking up their sixth straight division crown. Ready with a 2-2. Here it comes. Got him swinging strike three. And the Braves are National League East champions for the sixth year in a row. For the sixth straight season, the Braves are kings of the East. We'll bring you every pitch of the postseason as Atlanta makes a run at the Fall Classic. All live on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. USC Upstate returns to the heart of downtown Spartanburg and Morgan Square on October 5th for Morgan Square Madness. Powered by Eagles, meet the 2023 Spartan men's and women's basketball teams live in the middle of Morgan Square. It's fun for the whole family with games, prizes, music, and of course, basketball. Get details for this exciting event at UpstateSpartans.com forward slash madness. That's UpstateSpartans.com forward slash madness. Don't miss Morgan Square Madness. Powered by Eagles. Thursday, October 5th, starting at 6 p.m. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-size color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How are you this fine Saturday morning? 
caught Logano right in his left rear, and, and that was it for the defending champion. And, uh, of course, he he said, I shouldn't have been back there in the back anyway. And, uh, you know, you're asking for it when you are. But uh, that was, uh, I, I guess that was the biggest thing to take away from uh, the four that got eliminated was Logano shouldn't have been there. That's true. And, you know, the Fords have struggled for Kent, particularly the Kane Penske Fords and the Stuart Haas Fords have tr- struggled this year. Uh, it seems like RFK Racing's been the only Fords that have consistently been up at the front this year. And every driver will tell you if you're in the back, you're increasing your chances of getting involved in a wreck. So you really need to stay up front to make sure that you're not in those situations. Yeah, and I guess the other big upset that you wouldn't have probably figured uh, when you saw the 12 uh, or the 16 uh, going to the playoffs was uh, Kevin Harvick, who is a defending or is a past champion and, uh, you know, one of the top drivers, of course, and he's playing out his last year. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of of people would have liked to have seen him go a little (laughs) bit further in the playoffs than – to be in the first bunch eliminated, but he's just not having a great... I still say he's going to win a race this year, but he's, he's still not having too great a year. No, and, you know, I was surprised, too, but then he pointed out that's just indicative of their entire year as far as being up and down. And, you know, they'll have a good race, and then they won't have a good race. And they've lacked consistency as well this year. So that's just a situation that I was... I hated to see because I wanted to see Kevin go on, but, you know, when you're not having consistency, then you're in trouble. Yep, you know, speaking of Harvey, uh, you know, he he had a lot of big shoes to fill when he first come in, uh, you know, getting in Earnhardt's car. Right? A very competitive right. car, and, and a lot of people liked it. Then they sort of didn't like it. And uh, he rode that roller coaster of, of the booze and the cheers. But I tell you one thing, he is a heck of a race driver, and uh, he's been put in some awful, awkward positions or, or tough positions. That's very true. And yeah, he, you're he, right. I, re- I really do like him. I mean, I think I think he's uh, he's gotten booed many a time. I think he's I think he's a real good race driver and a, and a good person. Oh, yeah, he's a well of a race car driver, and it's been interesting to watch him mature into the person right. that he is now. Um, he's a lot easier to deal with now than he was when he first started in the sport. But um, I had always heard that Dale Earnhardt told Richard Childress, he said, if you don't hire him, I will. So they were, you know, Dale, he caught Dale's attention early on. But um, it seems like when he started doing TV and became a father and, and all, he just, I don't know. He's really good at mentoring young drivers now, and I think he really em, um, just embraces that role. He with the Cars Tour. He's part owner of the Cars Tour now, and he and Delana have the company that manages people's careers. They've got a management company, and um, with their son coming along, and their daughter too. Piper is. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Piper in a race car one day either. What's her but, name? Um, Piper. Piper. P i t e r. Piper. Oh, okay. Piper. I don't think. I and knew um, so you know, and I don't think a lot of people realize that Delana 
is from a racing family and worked on race cars growing up because her father was a well-known short track racer in the Winston-Salem area. I so know that. that's definitely, oh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely a racing family. Well, the other two and, that, that fell out of the playoffs, of course, were uh, Ricky Stenhouse and Michael McDowell, who I was hoping he would go a little further, but he got behind the eight ball early. So now, um, on the other hand, Bubba Wallace made it in, obviously, because Joey Logano didn't. But uh, he's on the bubble now. But the bottom four, as we go to the next uh, the next three races, are uh, Bubba Wallace is 12th, Ryan Blaney's 11th, Brad Keselowski is 10th, and Ross Chastain is 9th. So um, William Byron is the points leader, and but Den- Denny Hamlin, has uh, he's the only one that's guaranteed that he's going to the next round. Uh, right? No. <laughs> what I, I'm looking at it. So what did I say wrong? I, whatever I said well, wrong. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he's got to win in this round to guarantee his place in the next round. I mean, he by him winning at Bristol, he oh, guaranteed moving to this round. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, this is the first race of the next round. You're right. You're right. Absolutely yeah, this, right. Yeah, this is the first race of the round of 12. Okay. You're right. So, call yeah. me again. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at our point standings here, and then we can talk a little bit more and get this done. Uh, Deb just sent it to me a few minutes ago. She is leading with 48 points. Ronnie, you got 42, but you're running out of time, buddy. Um I've got 39, Lanny's got 38, and Greg's still got 13. So let's uh, let's do our choices here. And, Greg, you want to go first? I'm going to stick with Harvick. <clears throat> Greg's going to stick with Harvick. How about you, uh, Ronnie? I'm going to go back to Truex. Oh, Truex is a good one. Uh, always a good one. Deb, you go ahead. Uh, I want the 45. I want Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. I'll stick with Chase. And, Lanny, you can... Uh, you can um, te- text me yours. Uh, so, what else came out of Bristol, Deb? Uh, I didn't see a whole heck of a lot of news. I, I usually scan Jayski uh, on Friday night when I'm doing my homework for the show, and I nothing really, nothing really jumped out at me. What did I miss, or what's the scuttlebutt well, from Bristol? Well, that's a shame that that's you scan Jayski when I'm on Auto Week. Oh well, <laughs> well that's I need. To, you're right. You're absolutely correct. I need to. To get that, uh, I need to get that saved to my favorite. At least do both. You can at least do both of us. That's correct, I sh- and I will. Thanks for pointing that out. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, the greatest. So, uh, do what, Greg? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. No, he said you were the greatest. Yeah, we all. Oh, agree. oh, I appreciate that. No, you know, no Dale Earnhardt there. Jr. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a great run at Bristol, and. Um, it led 47 laps, I believe it was. I was it's 47, 49 laps he led, and he was headed for a top five finish until they had that electrical wire short and the fire in the car, and back of his uniform leg got burned. But um, he had a lot of interesting things. So he spent because of Justin Algar winning the race, he was the winning car owner. So he came in the media center and spent about. 24 minutes there, and he hopped in the window of Algar's car and rode it to Victory Lane, and 
Algar announced that night, as did JR Motorsports, that Algar is coming back next year. So they um, that came out of, of Bristol. And then you had uh, Corey Heim win the truck race. And the way the truck playoffs are going now, that win by Corey Heim put him in the championship four at Phoenix. Because okay. the, uh, the only races left before the Phoenix championship race for the truck series, there was Bristol last week, they've got Talladega next week, and then they've got Homestead two weeks after that. And when will their cutoff be? They'll cut off after next uh, Talladega race. Home, no, I just said Homestead. Okay, so they'll drop. But they're gonna, there, they're, there are three races. There, there are three races left before the playoffs, before the championship. Bristol last week, Talladega next week, and then Homestead in two weeks after Talladega. So after Homestead, they'll drop four. Correct. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. All right. Yeah. yeah can, I, yeah. can I bring up one thing? You can do whatever you want to, Greg. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, Deb Wright, uh, Earnhardt Jr., that was a real good deal that was going on, and it, it ended bad. Uh, that, that was definitely a lot of news. But uh, just changing the pace a little bit, uh, I think what NASCAR needs more than anything, you know, they talk about different manufacturers, and we're talking about uh, uh, Hamlin getting getting booed. Well, a lot of those boos are because it's, it's a Japanese car. You know, it's not an American-made car. And I got thinking, if there'd be any way, I know BMW wouldn't do it, but if we could just get the NASCAR, uh, if they got a compatible car, which, you know, they could come up with, we'd get somebody like Mercedes-Benz <coughs> or somebody from European make to come in. I think BMW would be nice. BMW would be real good. But anyway. Since they built them in Spartanburg. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. But I just think if they could get a, a, a name European make to come in, whether it be from England or Mercedes being from Germany or a French car or an Italian car, uh, I, I think that would really help the sport overall. I don't know what y'all's opinion is. Well, Deb, have you heard any kind of rumblings about such a thing? No. But, uh, you know, a lot of those car manufacturers you just mentioned, they're either in IMSA or they're in F1 or they're in IndyCar. So, you know, I don't think BMW would, I I don't know if they've done a a study, but I don't know if their demographics that buy their car attend nice car races. You know, I don't see any BMWs around the track. You know, um, we have... uh, Mike Helton on our first show and our last show, and and I always ask him uh, if he has any announcement he'd like to make about an, another car make coming in, and it's usually centered around Chrysler. But uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, I would welcome other car makes absolutely. But oh, sure. I mean, they would love to have more car makes than what they've got. I mean, just look at when we had. Buick and Oldsmobile and Chevrolet I and Ford it. and Dodge and I mean it was great. It you was. Know? But yeah. they've done away with Oldsmobile and they've done away with Pontiac and you know, it's um it's like when you look at the the companies that were sponsoring teams in the late eighties or early nineties 
And then you look at today and you look at how much they had to pay to sponsor a team back then versus today. And then you got to start going down the list of sponsors. It was like, well, that company was bought out. That company was bought out. That company doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's sad. It's sickening to see what has happened to a lot of those companies. You know, at that time, back in the 80s, early 90s and all, Goodies was an independent company based in Winston-Salem. And you had Wrangler based in Greensboro. And, it, you know, R.J. Reynolds was based in Winston-Salem. And you, and um, Texas Pete was based in, I think it was Texas Pete that was based in Winston-Salem. Yep, right. So it's, it's just whole, the entire uh, economic playing field has changed so dramatically, and every time you have a, a company buy another company or, or merge or whatever, then you're losing a potential sponsor. Yeah. Let me or ask you this, Beth. Car make. Let, let me ask you this, and along those same lines of car makes, is there any such uh, prohibition to, uh, well, maybe that's not the right word. Let me, let me reword it. In drag racing, which you're obviously a big fan of, and infinitely more knowledgeable about drag racing than I am. But, I mean, do they have anything there as far as uh, what cars you can run and what cars you can't run? Or, or if you, like a funny car, if you wanted, and it's, you know, it's really, I guess, just the body. I, I don't know if the engine has to really be a the right uh, make for whatever the body is. But, I mean, do they have any restrictions there on uh, what make uh, car you can uh, drag race? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, mine either. You can also buy their rule book. <laughs> you can also buy their rule book in the Nitro Mall. Okay, well, uh, there's a lot of rules out there, that's for sure. And NASCAR uh, seems to, I mean, you know, I, they were talking about somebody the other day broke rule uh, 59.3.6 uh, paragraph A or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's just so many the main rules and everything kind of hard to keep up with. E-I-R, except in rare instances. I would like that one. <laughs> what is it? E-I-R-I, -I, except e -I -R -I, in rare instances. Except in rare instances, in other words. Oh, okay. Uh, that's kind of like, if we decide we don't want to follow that rule, we won't. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, yeah, but we, don't have that, we don't have that as much, Greg, now as we did back in the beginning because there's too many media covering it now that that's going to hold their feet to the fire, so to say. That's right. Um, but, um, yeah, in fact, I can't tell you how many people I would say, well, it was in the rule book, didn't you read it? This would have been back in the 80s and 90s when I used to have to get people to send me a rule book in unmarked brown envelopes so I could have one. Um, and um, that's one thing that's changed now. The media has access to the rule book entirely. Joe Fasson told me when he was uh, when I wrote his chapter in the Independence book because he cheated all the time, and uh, mm -hmm. he said that Bill France Jr. would catch him, and he always had some blank pages in the back of his rule book, and uh, Joe Fasson would get caught for doing something, whatever it was, and he said, and he'd be arguing with him out there in the garage area, and he'd say, "Well." Bill, that's not in the rule book. And Bill would get out his pen and go to one of those black pages and write it in there and say, now it's in the rule book. That, that, that sounds like Joe. <laughs> that sounds like it. Yeah. 
but what I was going to say was there that, uh, you know, I would say, well, it was in the rule book, then you read it, and they'd go, no, there's no sense in reading it because they don't follow it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that I can't tell you how many times I got that response back in the 80s and 90s. That's not the way it is now. Um, like I said, back then, I had to find somebody that would send me a, a rule book on the sly or give me one on the sly in order to get one. And now all the media has the access to the rule book because it's on the it's electronic. Yeah. So I can go in and li- I can go in and read the whole rule book. Sit down and read the whole rule book now. Yeah. Well, Deb, we're gonna let you go and uh, move on to. Uh... We've got a Neil Castles Jr., a Hollywood stuntman, coming up at the top of the hour. Then we're going to talk to Mike Hill as their uh, Wheeling Cadillac has moved back into the lead in IMSA points with one race to go. And uh, and Max Verstappen did not win the Formula One race last week, which was lovely. So uh, still got a wow, lot to talk about. Well, and one other thing, keep in mind, you might want to keep an eye on the top alcohol dragster class in the NHRA because... Tony Stewart is leading the point standing, so wow. he's got a chance of getting another championship. That would be great, and I hope he gets it too. I mean, you talk about diversity with the. I think he was the. I'm pretty sure he was the IRL champion back in the back in yes, his he was. Indy car drivers and Cup champion he's and Sprint car champion. <clears throat> yep. Bush Bush champion, I guess at one time, when, if that's what it was called then. Dad, we'll let you go oh, though. I don't remember that. Huh? Okay. Sounds good. Y'all have a good week. All right. Thank you so much, Thank and be you. safe out there at the drag races. They'll do. Thank you. Yeah, we've already had two windows panes broken in the media center yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week, Deb. Be safe. Sounds good. Thank you. You too. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Deb Williams. Ronnie, who is that? She's the smartest woman I know. Yeah, and she corrected me, which is good. Yes. I kind of get a kick out of that sometimes. Because yeah. Barry does know this stuff very detailed i know what happened in 1958 i don't know what's going on last year or uh, the further back you go the better i am the better <laughs> hey i like it better we'll go back too all right let's take a break we're kind of behind here but we'll get caught up you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg yeah man it's sweet room for titus and all his stuff but it's missing something like what well you know how titus likes tupac naturally well the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did you need to take it to elite audio they can add bass to a factory system seriously yeah while you're there let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and titus get in in the morning i also saw they can add led headlights which you should look at clary because you can't see anything elite audio on Asheville highway check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their facebook page apparently you can't hear either what Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and we'll do some results here. Jump in anywhere there, Ronnie. Uh, up until the top of the hour when we will uh, take a break and talk to Neil Castles, Jr. And as we just discussed, they ran the uh, cup race last week, was at Bristol, the Saturday night Bristol race, which you said you watched it. I right? did. It just doesn't have the bang it used to have. I know. It, I, it's just riding around in a real quick circle. Well, it just seemed, I know, it used to be, uh, you had, it was almost like the Masters. You had to inherit tickets to it. Yeah. I don't think it's that way anymore. And it used to be a lot of pushing and bagging. Well, I think that could, it just didn't happen last week, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, it, it's just, it doesn't have the same feel to it. It was yeah. the, it's Bristol Baby back with uh, Saturday Night full moon and all that stuff you can't have a full moon every year but i mean on the for the bristol race but it was just you know it was just another race sort of when it yeah. used to be a big deal oh i agree all right well anyway they did run it uh and the winner was denny hamlin as we pointed out in the joe gibbs fedex car uh roundly booed and um like it or not like it that's the way it is and Deb's absolutely correct. He punched his ticket to this four, this this round. So, uh, uh, so we got three races in this next round, the round of twelve, and that will uh, 
if you win in these three races, you'll be uh, eligible in the round of eight coming up. So, anyway, Denny Hamlin was the winner. Kyle Larson went from last to second. That was pretty good. Pretty good. I, he had to start last because of some uh, uh, getting through inspection, I believe, was his problem. Uh, Christopher Bell was on the pole. He finished third. Fourth was Chris Boucher, who is still pretty hot. Fourth is fourth is an outstanding finish. Fifth was Ty Gibbs, who led 102 laps. He led a lot of the race. Um, Christopher Bell led 187 laps. He led more than anybody. And, of course, Denny Hamlin led 142. But um, Chris Boucher uh, was fourth. Ty Gibbs was fifth. Sixth was Malcolm McDowell, who needed a good finish to... Uh, move up to the next round. In fact, he actually, as it turns out, needed to win because uh, sixth is a good finish, but not nearly good enough for what he needed. Chase Elliott finished seventh. Brad Keselowski was eighth. William Byron was ninth. And Ricky Stenhouse was tenth. And um, he was uh, another one that dropped out when they made the cut to the next 12 drivers. Uh, looking down the line here, the only significant crash was very, very costly, as I said, for Joey Logano. Um, Corey LaJoy was fighting out among, uh, and he was running with the leaders a lot a lot lately, but last weekend he was, and he got messed up coming down the back stretch and just hit the very end of the pit wall. Uh, another couple of feet, and he'd have slid off into, I don't know where, into the infield someplace, but he hit the pit wall, and it ricocheting back right into the left rear wheel area of Joey Logano, and that was all she wrote for Joey Logano. It took him out. So the point standings right now in Cup going to uh, the next race at Texas tomorrow. William Byron is the points leader. Second is Martin Truex. Third is Denny Hamlin. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Fifth, Chris Boucher. Sixth, Kyle Busch. Seventh, Christopher Bell. Eighth, Tyler Reddick. Ninth, Ross Chastain. Tenth is Brad Keselowski. Eleventh is Ryan Blaney, who, by the way, uh, Blaney texted me that that's who he wants for tomorrow. And twelfth is Bubba Wallace. So those are the guys that are still sticking it out for the playoffs. And as I said just then, the next race will be tomorrow. I don't think they could have possibly come up with a longer name for a race. Ronnie, but it's the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 400. I know they pay big money for those sponsorship <laughs> names, but sometimes it's just ridiculous. That's, well, that's what it is. And uh, and that'll be 3.30 tomorrow afternoon on USA. Looking at Xfinity real quickly, um, They we, we discussed their last race, which was last Friday night. We discussed it last Saturday on the show. Uh, they will run today at 3.30 on USA Network. The Andy's Frozen Custard 300, that's a fairly long name, but it's a whole lot easier than the, the other name I just read. Their point standings is led by Justin Allgaier. Second is John Hunter Nemechek. Third, Cole Custer. Fourth, Austin Hill. Fifth, Chandler Smith. Sixth, Daniel Hemrick. Seventh is Sammy Smith. Eighth, Sheldon Creed. Ninth, Jeb Burton, and tenth is Sam Mayer. Eleventh <coughs> is Parker Klingerman. Josh Berry is twelfth. Riley Herbst is thirteenth, and uh, he is not in the playoffs. So Josh Berry is the last guy in the playoffs, and they'll make another cut here. Uh, I should know that pretty soon. 
and they will race, as I said, this afternoon at 3.30 amidst all, amidst all the college football. There'll be an Xfinity race, Greg, and uh, we're always going to keep pulling for Jeremy. I mean, he's uh, not in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean he can't make us all proud. He makes us proud anyway. But winning a race would be really nice, and uh, he's got several more opportunities to win one. He has all the capability of doing it, and he's going to be a daddy. He's been out yep. a week or so ago, Yep. and all that's good. I mean, there's a lot of good things with the Clements organization and uh, all the people, and we're all behind him. We always are all behind Always behind The trucks, uh, they don't run again for a couple of weeks. They will run on, uh, well, actually next weekend they'll run. Uh, at, uh, at Talladega and the Love's RV Stop 250. And that'll be at 1 o'clock on FS1. All the truck races are on FS1. But the point standings in trucks right now, Corey Heim is first, Christian Eckes is second, Carson Hosevar is third, Grant Enfinger is fourth. And when they make their cut, they'll only take four to the playoffs. And that will be, they got three races left, as uh, Deb pointed out. So, um, they got Talladega, Homestead, and, of course, the end of the season, Phoenix. Fifth place in the trucks is uh, Zane Smith. Sixth is Ben Rhodes. Seventh, Nick Sanchez. And eighth is Ty Majeski. That's as far as we need to go because those are the guys that are in the playoffs. As I said, they will run next Saturday at uh, 1 o'clock at Talladega. And seeing those trucks go around Talladega is a pretty exciting thing. We do one more with ARCA. They don't race again until next week when they go to historic Salem, Indiana for the high bank half mile there with uh, another track with a rich, rich history of uh, IndyCar racing and uh, uh, actually uh, sprint cars would be more accurate. But ARCA point standings is led by Jesse Love, who's won nine races. Second is Andres Perez de Lara. Third is Christian Rose. Fourth, Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Muniz. Fifth is John Garrett. Sixth, Brad Smith. Seventh, A.J. Moyer. Eighth, William Saulich. Ninth, Tony Breitinger, the Victoria's Secret model. And tenth is Tim Monroe. And uh, as I said, they'll race at Salem next week. I'll have some TV information on that. I think it's probably going to be on uh, FS1. We'll stop right there and uh, got about a minute to go here before we uh, take our top of the hour break. Greg, uh, unfortunately, you and I have to go to a funeral this afternoon, uh, but we're not actually going to a funeral. We're going to a celebration of life. Exactly right. For Jerry Mason. Oh, man, he he done such a good job. I, I was just figuring up uh, just some stats in my head. Uh, as far as his association racing with us he had 33 wins wow. 740 top fives i mean top tens in uh polls and everything I well, mean, that's quite a record three. for you to figure all that up but uh i tell you what we're gonna rush up to the top of the hour here that's some great stats we'll talk more about yep. that later but you're uh you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg we'll be back Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And 
Here's what you need to know. NFL media just reported that the Indianapolis Colts are releasing running back Deion Jackson and activating Trey Sermon from their practice squad for Sunday's game at Baltimore. Baseball, today's Yankees-Diamondbacks game has been postponed because of a forecast of sustained inclement weather. On Friday night, the Minnesota Twins clinched the AL Central for the third time in five years with an 8-6 win over the Los Angeles Angels. The Milwaukee Brewers clinched a playoff spot with a 16-1 win over Miami. The Brewers' magic number to clinch the NL Central is 1. Atlanta, 9-6 win at Washington. Ronald Acuna Jr. is 40th home run, becoming the fifth player in Major League history to have 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases in one season. And the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the New York Mets in 10 innings, 5-4. Alec Bohm, the game winning RBI single. The Phillies' magic number to clinch a playoff spot is 4. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do, and that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your Live 
live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to introduce one of the most interesting guys I know, and I'm proud to call him my friend, Neil Castles, Jr. Good morning, Neil. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I sort of miss me and you being under that tent up at Mount Airy. We had a good time up there. We did have a good time. It's one of the best times I've had in a while. Looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, we'll do fact, it. I think I'm probably going to probably gonna see you tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, you going down <laughs> to uh, Phil Combs's? Yeah, we're going to, uh, my cousin and I are going to polish up our bikes and, and ride down and, and check things out tomorrow. Well, that's great. You will see me there. And I'm, Greg's over here flipping a coin to see if he wants to go or not. So uh, he might be we there, to too. We flipping that coin and, and go since he kind of. He kind of left you hung out to dry last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know I did. You know, I, I, I hate that, and, and I was looking forward to it, but I had some, some issues come up. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hopefully you can make it tomorrow. I'd like to see you. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope so, too. Well, I tell you what, uh, you missed a lot of book sales because I tell you, we sold a lot of Neil Castle's book because. Uh, not only is it a good book, but I think it helps when his son's sitting there. So we, we might have sold more Bud Moore and, De- and Greg Moore books if you'd have been there, Greg. But uh, how was your motorcycle run? I know that you uh, said you were uh, – I don't remember. where. You, were you going to Wilmington? You were going to somewhere on a motorcycle yeah, last we week. Yeah, we went down to, to Wilmington and rode in the, the 9-11 memorial ride with uh, some friends of mine down there. It was uh, a really, really good turnout for you know good calls, helping – you know the the families of, of 9/11, and uh, and obviously keeping that in the forefront of our mind. Um, so we had a good time and uh, rode back down to my cousin's house in Myrtle Beach and spent the weekend and, and come home. I had a real good time. I, I was fortunate enough to get to to get to know the Neil uh, the Castles family very well. I, I knew Gene, uh, the matriarch, and of course Neil Senior and uh, and Susan and Deborah and uh, and of course Neil Junior and Neil. I, that's just I heard you talking a little bit. We had some guy sit with us under that tent. What was his name? John? Was that his name, John? John Holman. John not, not Holman, but Holman. Holman. Um, and he was with yeah. Neil Castles for years. And he, I mean, he was telling me stories about when Neil Castles Jr. was born and stuff like that. But, oh, yeah. But, John has been around forever. You know, a lot of folks may know him as, by the nickname of Cornbinder that my dad coined him with years ago. But, uh. John is uh, John is could be a historian himself. Well, that's what I was going to say because he knew so much about it, and he had just one story after another, and uh, and and y'all were swapping stories, and it was just great for me to sit there and listen. But Neil, you uh, you and your sisters, uh, uh, you really had a great childhood uh, growing up in that family, and uh, I think you were talking at one time. I overheard you saying something about riding with your dad someplace, and he. Uh, in the truck, hauling the race car, and, and he let you steer the truck or something when you're a little boy. Uh, that was just that, those have got to be fantastic memories. Oh, they they, they really are. And um, 
and I actually recently found that truck or found out where it was actually with the help of, of um, I think it was Bill Combs that, that put me on that. Or it might, and I actually think it was Bill Rossi that told that told me where that truck had hen, ended up. Okay. Um, and it, it's over in uh, in Greenville now. So, um, and the uh, yeah, I think Greg Porter has it, using it for a drag car, I think. But uh, it, it's nice to uh, to know where that truck is, and, and yeah, there's a lot of memories I can remember riding in his lap to Daytona in that truck. And, yeah, wow. Uh, and actually being in Daytona, and it's uh, so. It's uh, a, lot, a lot of good memories with Dad. He, he was he was more my best friend than my dad. Yeah, but we're talking. By the way, we're talking to Neil Castles Jr. Uh, your old Starkey engines, and Neil has really done. I mean, Daddy done great things, and and I remember when, the first time I think I met Neil, other than maybe when he was little or something. You know, with up at uh, uh, one of the Hall of Fames. We were in Welcome, North Carolina, at yeah. that thing for Richard Children. That's, that's where we. And were. I've been that's trying right. to get Neil Senior to write the book with me since since uh, for for ten years, and he came walking in with Gene uh, and and Neil Junior, and uh, that's the first time I'd met Neil Castles Junior, and that's when I said, Neil, you ready to write that book? And he said, Yes. <laughs> that's the first time I'd gotten a yes out of him in ten years. But Neil, you are right. um, you. I don't know how much you still dabble in racing, but you had a lot, as far as I can can tell, with uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, career with uh, having uh, owning his well, Legends my, car. Well, actually, the, the only part I had, my, my cousin was was more of that. He uh, he he built all of Bubba's Legends cars early on when he was uh, when a, a young child. The the thing we did was um, when Bubba decided he wanted to run the, the summer shootout a couple of years ago. Um, my cousin got in touch with me, and uh, I had a couple Legends cars, and, and we put together one for him to run that one summer shootout. I want to say it was like three or four years ago. But as of late, we've kind of backed up on our roots a little bit and started playing with go-karts again over at Millbridge Speedway over here near the house in Mooresville. Ah. So um, we've been having a little bit of success with that. Um, my, my cousin's uh, good friends with um, Carson Ferguson. He's been driving his buggy. And uh, we've run several or won several D&Q races over at Millbridge. And my next-door neighbor over here is the car chief on the number two car, and he's got a buggy, so I help him on Wednesday nights. And we've been doing real good with him. So just been, you know, never can tell what we're dabbling in. It's some kind of racing of, of some sort or another. I think we would race creepers if we had to. <laughs> well, listen, uh, go-kart racing can be some of the most fun racing you can do. It absolutely is. I mean, it really takes it back to the to the roots of it. You know, it's it's, it's four wheels and tires, and it hadn't it hadn't changed a bit. There's, you know, you you can bring fifteen engineers out there, and and two kids that's been doing it all their life out run everybody. So it's kind of fun to 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 get out there with um with the folks on Wednesday night, and it's it's really on Wednesday night at Millbridge. It's kind of catered to all the Cup people, really, because that's their night off. So. You never know who you're going to see out there with their kid running. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a very, very sketchy career in, in go-karts around Spartanburg, and uh, I, only old-timers would remember this. I, I always had trouble with the chain coming off for some reason, and uh, I remember when I made the step up from a four-cycle to a two-cycle, which was like going from, a, a, I guess, a roadster to a rear-engine car. <laughs> and. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, only the uh, uh, old timers. Uh, uh, my chain would come off on the first lap all the time, and 
somebody told me I ought to be sponsored by Schlitz because at the time their their motto was you only go around once. <laughs> Them canes were a problem with go-karts. Yeah, yeah, Jay, yeah. Right, right. Get they run it pretty good. Perry, Perry put me on it, and I was a little bit old. Well, i tell you what. Anyway. Uh, under the ground, the sensation of speed is incredible. Well, it, it is. You are close to the ground, but just, uh, uh, I love my brief career in go-karts, but we're not here to talk about me. We'll talk about Neil Jr. Now, Neil, you've had a lot of, unfortunately, spare time on your hands, uh, here lately, since uh, I don't know when in in, early, in springs, since when they the the Hollywood writers strike, you haven't been able to to do any uh, stunt work or extra work or, or transportation work in the movies for a while. No, I was working on a TV series in May when uh, all that went down, and um, yeah, I've been kind of I would say I've been twiddling my thumbs, but that's really not accurate. Um, it, it's it's actually worked out well for me. As you know, Dad passed away a year ago in August. Yeah. And um, I've been procrastinating getting, you know, Mom and Dad's home, you know, cleared out and, and their estate taken care of. So it's uh, it's been a good time for me to, to take my time and, and do it the way I wanted to do it. So, uh, you know, everything's happened for a reason. And, you know, so I've taken that time to be productive. But uh, I'm about done with that. So uh, I'm ready to go back to work. Well, but you, well, on that same uh, line of thinking, you uh, you told me something that that really made me feel great up when we were up at Mount Airy. That you're uh, you're in the process of honoring your father, and I guess really your whole family. But uh, you, you've taken a lot of his, uh, and he had a lot of memorabilia. When I used to go down oh, in the man. basement when we were writing a book, he had uh, he had uniforms and trophies and helmets and and everything. And you said that you were uh, sort of making a a mini museum to, to him uh, at your house. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm taking my basement and, you know, all the, the memorabilia that I found, which is just unbelievable stuff I didn't even know existed downstairs. Yeah. Just like, you know, if some folks remember when the, the Myers brothers and my dad and a few others went over to England in the 50s yeah. and raced. Possum Jones. Um, yeah. I, I found, um, you know, programs from those races, tickets on the the Queen Elizabeth and Queen Mary, where they went over on one and came back on the other. And, um, and I think one of the, the funniest things I found, you know, I always get the, you know, there's this story that, that floats around about Dad shooting at a flagman at some point or another, which I, I really can't confirm or deny that one. But I did find a handwritten letter from NASCAR where it was uh, being very explicit about him not bringing his gun back to the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> back then you about had to have a gun, though. I know, right? <laughs> so, you know, you have to chase somebody down for your money at the end of the night. You know you know how that is, Greg. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, um, a lot of that. So um, just a lot of really, really good memorabilia. I mean, I bet I have found, I know I have NASCAR rule books starting in the 50s up through the 70s. That's you fun. know, they're, they're in pristine condition. You know, so just a lot of memorabilia to go through. That's funny because we were just talking with Deb Williams uh uh, earlier on in the show about the NASCAR rule book and how it's changed over the years and uh, and for a while there I don't even think you you could have access to one and that's different now with the electronic age but yeah I guess that rule book right. kind of got thicker and thicker didn't it yeah the the very first ones in there look like a pamphlet <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? well that's had a lot of EIRs except in rare there's, there's a lot of interpretation to be had in there I'll tell you that yeah and Smokey Eunuch and Bud Moore and a lot of them uh, were good at interpreting the, 
the gray areas of the rule book, which I don't think it's Absolutely. got too many anymore. I, I think those guys wrote the gray area of the rule book. <laughs> Neil, I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, but how come did you, how close did you ever come to racing? Well, very close. Um, matter of fact, when uh, my you know you know you know very well about the lawsuit with Exxon with my dad. Yep. Um, you know, he and I go go kart raced a lot. We had a late model we were running, and um, Dad had decided we was going to shut down his body shop, and we were just going to go full time racing, and. Um, that body shop when he shut it down and all that came about with Exxon it um it pretty much ruined my racing career because everything we focused on for the next 15 20 years was having to deal with that um so I'm, I was really close but you know again I, I'm a firm believer of you end up where you're supposed to be so maybe that wasn't my calling but uh I sure wanted it to be and I still play with it enough but you know I'm where I'm supposed to be I ended up you know, spending a good part of the, the rest of my dad's life, he and I working together, so I can't complain about it too much. Well, that and, and there's some great photographs. Uh, that I included some of them in, the, in the, the book I wrote about your father, or we wrote together, um, of you and he on on sets, dressed as policemen, standing up against a, uh, a 1930-something Ford, you know, painted up like a police car. Uh-huh. That just had to be great doing movies with your father oh it was it was we uh i mean i, I tell people all the time there, there's not a day that goes by that the man that i don't use something that man has taught me <clears throat> no matter how minuscule there, there's something comes up every day that that i use and um it was uh it was the best education anybody could ask for a lot of rich memories back then i mean just a lot of much very much so a uh, lot of skill and you would have made a real good race driver because you know I appreciate that. Well, you you you're a big guy. I mean, you're more like a Ryan Newman or something. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's perfect for back four power steering and all this stuff. Well, it works even with power steering. You still need you got to have a man mind steering wheel. You certainly you certainly would fill that category. I remember. Well, you know, it's show. funny when I played football. My dad would always say, "Boy, I wish I was built like you. I, I sure wouldn't have been as tired of getting out of race cars as I had been." <laughs> you I mean, have... he was a pretty big fella. Fun guy. I mean, this this. Yeah, I was scared of him, you know. <laughs> I was too. Don't feel bad. I was scared of my daddy too, but uh, that was that was good good time. I got a list of movies here. Uh, I want to get to uh, and, and television shows that uh, I mean it is a long list and it's like two or three pages long. But just looking over this thing, um, uh, some of them that are familiar to me, of course, Matlock and. Uh, with Andy Griffith, y'all filmed that uh, in uh, Wilmington, I guess, and Amos Ooh, and that's Andy. actually that that picture you referenced. That was on that was a, a scene in Matlock from the thirties. That's correct. Yeah, we had some flashback scenes ah, in Matlock. Flashback, and uh, and usually ninety percent of those old cars we used belonged to Andy. Um, I would go up to Andy's house and, and pick up his cars in Manio and bring them to Wilmington, and we'd use them in those flashback episodes, and then take him back home did you know andy griffith pretty well i knew him very well very well you know everybody a lot of people talk about what a you know cantankerous old fellow he was and he could be but um if you really got to know him and you know when when he was coming from from his motor home to go on set you didn't want to get in his way you know he had his lines in, in his head and you know kind of like me I, I don't remember too good all the time so 
you know, leave me alone. But once you, uh, once he was off work and, you know, if you were at his house or, you know, just talking to him after work, he could be one of the funniest people you ever want to talk to. If, if you read that book that we wrote together, uh, your father and I, he talks a lot about Andy Griffith in there. And uh, it's like when he was first introduced to Andy, he had to do something as far as getting a car or picking him up at the airport or something. And the guy yep. was, was sort of kind of warning him about what a tough guy Andy was to work with and you can expect this and that. And, and, and your father said, uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, as soon as, you know, we'll go each other, we'll go our separate ways, you know, it, he was just absolutely not intimidated meeting anybody, and I'm and I no. sure both of you met a whole lot of uh, uh, Hollywood type movie stars and things like that, which is fantastic. I mean, nobody there's not a bigger movie fan than me. I, I watched two last night, so uh, I just right. I, I love the movies. But that and uh, that, some of the others I see here, uh, uh, Dawson's Creek, um, mm-hmm. the, the Patriot which is one of my favorite movies, Leatherheads, which a lot of that was filmed uh, in Spartanburg County up in uh, That's right. Boiling Springs. And uh, y'all used to use a lot of the cars from, uh, this is what I thought you were going to say when you said that, a lot of cars from, uh, oh, who's from Alex Bean. Alex Bean, yeah, Museum. had yeah. all those old cars up there. That's right. Yeah, I'd say 90% of the cars in Leatherheads all came out of Alex's museum. Um, Dad and I spent, I think, two months getting those old T models out and getting them running, and um, and you know we transported all those cars, you know, to each location there in South Carolina, and then we moved up here near Salisbury to to finish the movie. Um, but yeah, but I've, we've used shoot uh, shake, rattle, and roll, um, just about every period show you can imagine. We've had those cars out of um, Alex's museum um, and numerous race car commercials. You know, yeah. we've got those old race cars out and got those running and, and used them in Unical commercials and, and, you know, various other things. Were you working with your father on 9-11? I know he told me a great story about being up in uh, West Virginia over this, on this huge bridge uh, and, uh, and uh, everything that happened because they had a helicopter and everything involved. Uh, when 9-11 yep. went down and they had to shut the set down, were you in on that? No, I was actually, I want to say I was on... Dawson's Creek when 9-11 hit. I was down in Wilmington on that TV series. Okay. <clears throat> and he was he was doing that commercial up in uh, in West Virginia. Yeah, it, well, it, it was a movie, and I can't think of the name of it. It was some French director, and I think the movie went through several different titles, but uh, I think the right. climax was the bad guys jump off that bridge, which is like the highest bridge in uh, east, of the, east of the Mississippi or something, and they, of course they had parachutes right. on and everything. But, uh, Neil, I mean, you just have such a such a rich background, and there's so much to talk about, and you're such a likable guy. I sure did enjoy every second I spent with you. And now I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to go to Phil Combs. I was glad to go anyway, but it'd be good seeing you up there tomorrow. Yes, sir. I'll be there sometime right after lunchtime. So uh, be good to see you there. Yep, I'll be. I there. hope I get to see you too. Well, I'm gonna try to drag Greg Neil's up there. Neil's a great guy. Uh, and. Uh, we get through this day. Uh, we have to go to a, a, a celebration of life for uh, one of uh, crewmen, a mechanic that worked for Bud Moore for many years, uh, Jerry Mason. I don't. Do you know Jerry Mason? Now, he was involved in Days of Thunder. Yeah, I know Jerry. You know, um, he passed away about was it? Last, it was week before last, but 
they're uh, having the celebration of life today at one o'clock up in Boiling Springs, where uh, Leatherheads was filmed. But uh, yeah, right. Jerry Greg was just telling me uh, that he was like involved in thirty-three of their wins, and, and they had sixty-three. So yeah, well, that's, right. I, uh, yeah, Jerry was involved in a lot of movies, so I'm sure y'all probably did cross paths. I think the last time I worked with Jerry was on Black Dog. Um, he was building roll cages uh, for some of the cars we were turning over on Black Dog. Well, I saw that on the list here. In fact, they even had it highlighted, and that is one of the movies that's mentioned in his uh, obituary in the Spartanburg newspaper. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to go see that and uh, after we get out, get done with the show. But... Uh, Neil, we got to let you go. I mean, I could talk to you. we already gone about five minutes over, and uh, I could talk to you for the rest of the show, but unfortunately we got a few other fish to fry. And uh, But it's great, great having you on. You're such a wealth of information and, uh, and such an interesting person. All right, buddy. Anytime, I, I sure appreciate it. Every, anytime we get to, to get on the radio together or see each other in person. So we'll do it again, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, thank you, Neil. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right, Take care. bye. Bye-bye. That's Neil Castles Jr., a great guest. I mean, I, we could keep going and going, but um, and his movie stuff is what's incredible. And, and listen, Black Dog was actually a, a Patrick Swayze movie. Was it? Was it? It was. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's worked with everybody. Let's take a break and come back and talk to Mike Hill about uh, the IMSA series and whatever he wants to talk about. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. 
located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And we've got Mike Hill on the phone, uh, former crew chief with uh, Junior Johnson and uh, a lot of other teams. Steve Grissom, we found out last week, uh, he was involved with. And uh, and most recently, the Cadillac IMSA team, the Wheeling Cadillac uh, of Action Motorsports. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Perry. I'm good. How's things down in Sparkle City this morning? It's beautiful. It's uh talked to Deb Williams earlier, and she's out at the drag races in Charlotte and says it's a little hazy and, and misty and uh, foggy, but uh, we're beautiful, clear skies here. They're getting a uh, tail end of that hurricane. Yeah, we're getting a little bit of it up here in the mountains. It's not bad. I'm about 60 miles up from the from the racetrack, you know, up here in Ingle uh, Hollow, North Carolina. You wouldn't happen to be going to Phil Combs' event tomorrow, or, or are you? It, there's a lot of things have to line up for me to be able to leave. I'm, uh, but, I'm, you know, I, I'm kicking it. I'm kicking it. I'm, I'm thinking about it because Phil's a great guy, you know. And, he is. And he does oh, yeah, great work. Great. Yeah, he, he does great work down there. And, and his, his brother, Roby, and his daddy was the flagman for NASCAR back in the day. I mean, that's rich his, history right there. And, and it's just a, it'd be a great time, and, and I wish I hope I can go. I don't know. I'm gonna try. You know, it's I've been having one of the re, biggest the biggest reason why I retired was I've, I've got degenerative disc in my back now, and no one can do anything about it. I've been to the Mayo Clinic, and they told me that hey, look, you you need a new back, and we can't mm-hmm. do that. So, you know, it all depends. Some days it's good, some days it's bad, and. And the day, the bad days got to outnumbering the good days, so I just had to finally tell the guys, "Hey, look, I'm I'm retiring, but you know you can still call me on the phone." And they still, they still me have me hooked in on race day. I still listen to the communication back and forth to the race car and the engineers and the and the guy, the team director, the race director. So you know, I think maybe I don't know. I'll see what I feel like tomorrow. Well, it sounds like you're a part of the team. And uh, and that, of course, that race will be on tomorrow, and I would certainly understand. Uh, this will be another instance like, uh, no, well, I'm thinking, I'm losing my mind. I'm thinking that the IMSA race is tomorrow. That's not yeah. till uh, October the 14th, so you can come. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, could, I could come down there. It's just that, 
I may be. Yeah. Well, we'll find you a nice, nice soft place to sit. A good, a good straight first, back chair. You know, the first time, the first time they they had the Mount Airy event, I went up there and I tried to. I was hurt so bad that day I had I couldn't sit down in that in that metal chair. Yeah. That they have underneath the tent, and I had I told you I said I can't sit here and and uh, but I since found this stuff that you roll on your back. It's got uh, some, some kind of stuff in it. I don't know to explain this stuff. I keep it. I keep it handy. It's a uh, lidocaine. That's it. Yeah, I know a lot about that. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons we had several reasons I didn't make it Mount Airy. But uh, I, you know, walking around on that asphalt for years and years, it. it I've got degenerative disc disease. I can't even drive no more. So, I mean, I appreciate that. Well, look, yeah. I, I hope you make it to that thing. I, I'm gonna try to. Can't guarantee it, but I'm gonna try to. Well, you know, I get the idea, and I didn't ask Phil, but uh, I don't. I, I look at this as more. Uh, now he's gonna have a bunch of people selling autographs. I mean, selling, give, uh, giving autographs, and uh, he's got dragsters and Xfinity, and of course they're honoring Gene Fulton from here in Spartanburg. I'm sure you know Gene, don't you? Oh gosh, yeah, all the way going all the way back to when he first started in Spartanburg, across from the Southern Shops up there. He was in the basement of the Harley Davidson, the old, the little bitty Harley Davidson shop that was across from the Southern Shops Railway shops yeah. up there. They had a little brick building, and and I saw this drag car down there one day, out the back of it, and I said, I wonder who in the heck that is. And I got this researching, and it was Fulton. And then the next I knew of him, he was down on Howard Street in a powerhouse feed shop. Uh, they had built uh, a parts business in the front and the engine business in the back, and it didn't belong to Gene. But he he had a, him and Tommy Hall had the the building behind it rented, and that's when I really got to know him and got real good friends with Tommy. And and Tommy had a fifty Chevrolet that that we pulled around with on the street some. And it was pretty badass. And then uh, Gene, you know, he he built that place up there on on two twenty one. Right. And you know, and going and you know I. Then I, I got off into cup racing, and I'm walking through Atlanta, the garage one day, and I look up, and there stands Gene Fulton. <laughs> and so we we reminisced for a while down there in Atlanta. You know, my brother did he when he was wiring houses, he wired Gene's house for him, and he was telling me some of the crazy tales about Gene, you know, and riding around on his ultralight aircraft and all that yeah. stuff. But, uh, yeah. And he, I think he's yeah, got, him and I think he's got a race car buried in his backyard. Yeah, he buried that that Nova out there, and he put a toilet out there for a headstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he's, I, he's I, crazy. He's crazy. He is absolutely crazy. I remember going to Spartanburg Drag Strip, and this little white Chevy two Nova there, and and the guy got out and had a helmet that had fur and big old horns sticking out of it. And I asked somebody, I said, "Is that guy?" And they said, "That's that Gene Fulton guy." <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, uh, Mike. I yeah. remember Gene. Uh, it was a big article in, in uh, Hot Rod Magazine, I think, and it had Gene with the head, you know, with the horns on, standing beside that note, the car that you know he got really famous for. Yeah. And uh, they, they eating an ice cream cone with Nutty Buddy or something, and uh, it, yeah. it was a great article. I tell you, Gene. 
Dean's a great guy. Well, he's the guest of honor at Phil's tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, you might as well decide to go because I'm going to come. I'm going to come pick you up whether yeah. you go or I'm, not. I'm going to go. I got to go. Well, let's get back to Emza here for a second. I heard, I heard Rick. I heard Rick White. Is Rick White going to be there? Is he, yes. Is he back going to be? That's what he put. Oh, that, Phil put that on his website. Rex is 93, and he's had a stroke, and he doesn't do any public appearances anymore. But uh, he made uh, quite a fanfare, uh, Phil did, on Facebook this past week that Rex was going to be there. And that's to me, that's reason enough to go. I love Rex White. I uh, always call him champ. Always have. Great Rex Robert. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to IMSA now, you guys, uh, when I was texting with you last week, you said you had a five. Uh, you moved back into first because I couldn't find the standings for several days and, until you told me that uh, y'all had a, uh, y'all, I'm still saying you're with the team, uh, had a five-point lead. But actually what I found last night and printed out, it's actually uh, a three-point lead over the Acura team and a five-point lead over Penske. 38-point lead over BMW, and then 73 over the other Penske Porsche. So, uh, actually, uh, you're back out front, and I remember the best race I saw that year. When was that, 21, 21, 2021? Yeah, the 21. When y'all went to uh, Road Atlanta needing to to win the championship. I mean, it was y'all – that last lap of that race was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, and so I'm looking forward to. I hope the team. I hope the team. Uh, I'm not worried too much about Pipo Durrani, but uh, Sims bothers me or worries me a little bit. He doesn't bother me, but I just hope he's up to the task because this this is the big stage now coming up. Yeah, we'll have we'll have another one. I don't know who they've got for the third one there because this is a ten hour. It's a ten-hour race. Ten I'm hours. Sure, they'll have another. Yeah, it's ten hours. They'll have another driver probably. Uh, Rockenfeller. And uh, no, nah, Rocky's driving that uh, JDC Miller team now. You know, I'm hoping they bring Kamui uh, Kobayashi back. I, that guy can drive. I remember. Uh, Holy that, cow! I mean, he pushes the button. <laughs> he can he drive? I remember. I remember. He is worried. a button. I remember all yeah, of that, that. That yeah. That gas pedal don't go far enough through the firewall. <laughs> well, I think that'd be great. And I'm, I'm piece of missile. I don't know who they'll have though. I, I haven't talked to them about who their third driver is. I'm pretty sure though, with what they've seen over the year, they would probably favor a third driver, but uh, to help people out a little bit more. Well, who's taking over? Alex. Alex is going to drop down. I think he's going to drive one of the GT cars, I think, for GM next year and and maybe get some more experience. I think we brought him up before he was he was ready. I don't think he was quite ready for this. This this type of racing is as close to Formula 1 as you get. Yeah, is it Jack Aiken? Is that the other the guy that's coming in next year? It's Aiken, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jack. Well, I, I just he's, I, he's the young kid. He's the young kid we had back in and uh, and uh, twenty four hours a day. Time. Yeah, that's he what I thought. Job. He looks like he'd be yeah. the likely person to do it. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, uh, it would just be now. You got to get close enough to where if you win the championship, you got to get me another champagne soaked t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> champagne too. Yeah, I got <laughs> my wife. My wife. My wife busted me. I got you a jacket or something. I, was, I found it. 
that they, you know, they load me up. Every, every race team just gets all this stuff, and I'm going to bring one to you because you're a faithful fan of the, Thank you. of the race team. I am. I, uh, be, uh, big yeah, time. I'll make sure you get it. I'll make sure you get it. Before we, before we get away from it, you know, Jerry Mason. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What, what can I say about him? You know, going all the way back, I don't know if people remember when there was an Atlantic station down there uh, where the 221 split off and from Highway 9 down there. And Richard Hood was the guy. It turned into Melvin Plumley. Everybody probably knows now. Everybody probably remembers Melvin Plumley running that, that station down there. But it was a pretty much of a hangout for all the racers. You'd, you'd have, and Daddy was racing Fords, like 39-40 Fords back in the early days. And we would go down there and, and wash the car off and all this stuff. But anyway, Howard Mason, Jerry Mason's dad, and dad were the best of friends. I'm telling you, as long as daddy was running that Ford, but somewhere around 60, 62, 63, daddy decided to switch over and start racing Chevrolets, and that was the end of Howard Mason being friends with daddy. And so they were Ford, they were Ford. They were, they were Ford. They still, you know, I'm sure Jerry probably still was when he died. Ford people up one side and down the other. But I grew up when, and, and was, we moved over to Glenwood and I was working at the hood station. And I, at night, I, I, I worked when I got off out of school till 11 o'clock. And at night, I'd be there working at the hood station. I could hear cars fired up back over towards California Avenue. I heard the first one fire up and I'm thinking, well, Darren, who is that? You know? And then I heard the next one fire up. Neither one of them had mufflers on. They were they were right out the the, the header pipes, you know, wow. uncapped. And then it wasn't long after that, about right about eleven o'clock, when I was fixing to shut down up there at the hilltop, the red light up there, I could hear those two cars up there, and they come by the hood station, headed into Asheville, down towards Cleveland Park. There wasn't nobody on the roads back in, so I don't want to hear anybody talk about whose life they were in danger. There wasn't anybody out there. Yeah, there was nobody. Back in those days, Spartanburg rolled up the the, the mat at ten o'clock or nine o'clock. But no doubt about it. Jerry Mason and Jerry Mason and a guy named Jimmy Stanfield. Stanfield had a '66 Chevelle Supersport, and Jerry had that black '63 Ford Galaxy. And I'm telling you what, that was the most impressive thing for a young guy like me, still in school, to watch as those two come by that station, neck and neck going in. I'm thinking, who in the world? Is going to be down there in Cleveland Park to tell them who won. Because they were <laughs> yeah. still side by side. Yeah, the they were still side by side when they, when they went by me. But, yeah, and then, you know, uh, I was, I don't know, I, was, I might have been telling you that when Henderson Miller Race Engineering was up there where Elmo Henderson's shop I, was, yep. Jerry Mason was in there working the day I walked in there. Well, you know, I was, was just getting, for, when you were telling that story, I was I was going to tell you when I got a chance, and, and now, it is, now I've got it, that... Uh, Elmo used to tell me about running cars down uh, his race cars down Asheville Highway towards Cleveland Park all the time. He, in fact, he used to. Oh yeah. He said he took a he had a that fifty uh, eight Pontiac of Cottons that was so heavy, or he got it from Cotton the first year he went to Daytona, and he had it on a trailer, and uh, it was picking the front wheels. That he took off flying down Asheville Highway to see how it was going to handle going to Daytona, and the front wheels were coming off the ground, and he had to get a bigger truck. 
Yeah, that was back when Asheville Highway was two lanes, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two lane blacktop. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, oh, gosh, man. The, the memories that the Mason family and yeah, Howard goes great, back too. with racing, and, and, you know, Jerry was just a great guy. You know, I knew him when he worked for, for Bud, for sure, and those guys. And uh, Well, I hope you people... I was just going to say, I hope some people that are going to be there in an hour or so or uh, listen to this show because we've talked a lot about Jerry Mason, but you've uh, you've hit it right on the the button. I remember all that now. Yeah, Mike sound exactly right. Stanfield and the whole thing. A lot of memories. Yep. Good people. Yeah, I was. You talking about Elmo? Elmo had a son named Kim. Yeah. And and talking about Asheville Highway, I'm coming home one night, been out down there in Spartanburg, and I stop at that red light there where the forks were, where the where the Pizza Inn used to be there in that yeah. little shopping center. And we was going up, up, ass up the hill there to where the Clevelands live. Then you go down, you know, into Cleveland Park. Yeah. And then back up. <clears throat> and I'm sitting here in my 66 Shell Superstore, and here comes Kim. Pulls up beside me and he looks over at me and smiles and I said, "Well, let's own some here, you know." I, <laughs> That's like way super, it was. I think, I think he was driving a Super B, and <clears throat> we took off. And of course, I had a highly modified '66 Chevelle 396, and and I went off and I pulled him up the hill and I was pulling him down the hill and then we went by the police officer sitting there on the right at the at the church and I seen the lights come on. <laughs> we we hit the bottom. We hit the bottom. I hit the bottom of the hill, and I look, I look, kept looking up in the mirror, and I seen Kim take off. And he took a left, like he's going into where Cleveland Park was. Oh no, they never slowed down. They kept coming, and I made it up there to the where Glenwood is, and I turned the lights off, and I slid through that field and come back and pulled up into the front yard and laid down in the seat, and I could hear that old car that police officers driving. I hear that old four barrel kick in coming down the way and they got right in front of the house and they slammed the brakes on and then the then the searchlight started hitting the top of my roof but they couldn't see that i was still in there so they just drove on the biggest mistake i ever made though was buying my daddy a police scanner <laughs> he, was, he was he was he was laying in bed listening to the rain well you uh <laughs> and i went i went I went in the house, and he said, yeah, they about got you that time, didn't they? <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, my, my daddy was a city cop, so he probably on the on the other team, uh, the opposing team from you. But, Mike, we got to let you go, and I sure hope you uh, – we'll, we'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe right the week of or, or the day of the uh, IMSA race. Uh, is that a Saturday, right? It's a, that's a Saturday, right? October the 14th? I think that's a Saturday. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. I'm looking at it. So that's three yeah. weeks away, and uh, we'll talk to you. Hopefully, maybe we can line you up for that day. But I'd love to see you tomorrow. I'm gonna make Greg go. So uh, Neil Castles Jr. is going. So I'd like to see you there too. I'll, I'll try my best to get down there. You talking about that Road Atlanta race? That's the longest ten hours you ever spend when you're trying to win a championship, and you're oh, down man. there. And everything in the world, you start hearing noises coming from everything. You know, it's like, what did he just say? He just said something happened to the car, you know, and you just, you're, you're on edge the whole time for the 10 hours just because it's the, the final race of the season for the championship. Yeah. You know, I liked it. I think 
one of them years we went down there it was like 2015 and we had a big enough point lead that we didn't have to worry i remember the gate guard asking me he says well how close how close are you to winning this one i said if the starter works we'll win <laughs> all we got to do is start the car up like you know we start the race and we got enough points to win the championship but i those days are few and far between. Yeah, Mike, we got to let you go because I got some other fish to fry here before uh, before the show's over. Thanks a million for coming on. I hope I see you tomorrow, and we'll talk again for sure before the championship race. All right, guys. All right, thank you. See you later. All right, bye. All right. Mike Hill, great guy. A lot of stories, boy. We're we're touching on a lot of stuff today, but we're. We're getting close on the end of the show, so let's uh, let's take this break and come back, and I'll hit on a few things. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. USC Upstate returns to the heart of downtown Spartanburg and Morgan Square on October 5th for Morgan Square Madness. Powered by Eagles, meet the 2023 Spartan men's and women's basketball teams live in the middle of Morgan Square. It's fun for the whole family with games, prizes, music, and of course, basketball. Get details for this exciting event at UpstateSpartans.com forward slash madness. That's UpstateSpartans.com forward slash madness. Don't miss Morgan Square Madness. Powered by Eagles. Thursday, October 5th, starting at 6 p.m. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the last five minutes and 50 seconds to start your engines on this gorgeous Saturday. I guess it's still gorgeous out there. Don't have too many results to go over here, but I've... uh, as I mentioned, and I just went over this with Mike Hill, the EMSA race will be Saturday, October the 14th at Road Atlanta. <coughs> it's called the Motul Petit Le Mans, and the Wheeling Cadillac is leading the point standings. They took the lead back last week. They didn't win. They didn't. Fin- I think they finished fourth or fifth. It wasn't last week. It was a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, it was enough to get the points lead back. A three. And that's Pipo Durrani and Alexander Sims. They got a three-point lead over the Porsche. I'm sorry, over the Acura of Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. In uh, third place, five points back is the Penske Porsche of Matthew Jaminet and Nick Candy. Then 38 points back in fourth place is the BMW of Nick Yaloli and Connor Filippi. And in fifth place is the other Penske Porsche. He's 73 points back. It's 73 points back with Felipe Nasser and Matt Campbell. So we'll be looking forward to Road Atlanta. I can't wait for that one uh, in three weeks. Formula One, hooray. Last week was not won by Max Verstappen. In fact, Max finished fifth. So uh, uh, and they ran uh, the Marina Bay Street Circuit, and that was in Singapore. And Carlos Sainz won it in the Ferrari. Great to see Ferrari back in the winner's circle. Second was third, the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton, so you had a heck of a podium there. Uh, Fourth was the other Ferrari with Charles Leclerc, and fifth was uh, Verstappen. Sixth, Pierre Gasly. Seventh, Oscar Palastri. Eighth, Sergio Perez. Ninth, Liam Lawson. I don't know him. And tenth was Kevin Magnussen in the MoneyGram Haas uh, Formula One Ferrari uh, that they built in Charlotte. So Kevin Magnuson had a good race. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg was 13th in the other Haas Ferrari. 
And Logan Sargent actually didn't hit anything and finished uh, 14th. So uh, Formula Point standings, there's not much going to happen there before the end of the year with Max Verstappen leading and Sergio Perez second. I wanted to talk to Indy for just a second. I wanted to do this last year, uh, last week, and I didn't get a chance to. We know Alex Pelot is a champion, and they locked that up a couple of uh, weeks ago. I just want to touch on a couple other drivers. Joseph Newgarden, who won the Indy 500, finished fifth. Roman Groshan in his rookie year are in a, an Indy car. It might be his second year, but he was desperately trying to win a race, and he dis- didn't uh, do so and finished 13th in points. Graham Rahal almost won at Portland, and he hadn't won a race since 2013, I think. Uh, he's got a long dry spell. Helio Castroneves was 18th. who had a He was red hot there for a while, but uh, he didn't do much of anything this year. Santino Ferrucci drove for Foyt and almost had a good shot at winning the Indianapolis 500, but finished third. Jack Harvey finished 24th, driving for Meyer Shank. He got fired. And Simon Pagino is still recovering from getting his bell rung at that multiple, what, six times he flipped over at Road America. And uh, he uh, they had guest drivers in that car for the rest of the year. So uh, another one to look at was uh, finishing 30 seconds in points was Tony Kanan. And I guess it remains to be seen if he shows up at Indy this year. Um, for all intents and purposes, I guess he is retired. And uh, television... Today, NASCAR qualifying will be at 12.30. That's from Fort Worth, and that'll be on USA Network. The Xfinity race, pulling hard for Jeremy, no matter if he's in the playoffs or not. That's at 3.30 on USA from Fort Worth. That's the Xfinity race. Tomorrow, uh, actually, the the next Formula One race is, uh, I didn't mention this, is the Japanese Grand Prix, and you can catch that tonight. 11.30 11.30 will be the pre-race, and that's on uh, uh, ESPN2. And then the race itself is at 1 o'clock in the morning um, on Formula 1 uh, on ESPN2, and that's from Suzuka Road Circuit in Japan. The cup race will be tomorrow at 3.30 on USA from Fort Worth, Texas. And I got done with a minute and 12 seconds to go, Greg, and you and I got to go to a, to a celebration of life for a great guy. Yeah, sure do, and uh, I just want to mention, you know. Mention uh, it fast. Uh, yeah, I, I am, I am. but, uh, you know, my brother Darrell's going to be up there. He worked real close with Jerry, and uh, it just, uh, it's going to be, uh, it really is going to be a celebration of life on that thing. It's just, uh, uh, I'm very saddened by it, but uh, this is the way Jerry wanted a big car show. Well, they just sent a, or uh, Trent Lancaster, our good buddy, just sent a, a picture of you and your brother Daryl and Bobby Allison and Jerry Mason standing up against that mural at Applebee's. And uh, thanks for sending that, Trent, and we appreciate it. Uh, Ronnie, you do anything today? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be watching football and racing. I can think of a whole lot worse ways to spend your afternoon. So uh, I guess Greg and I will go up there to the celebration of life. Greg, i got to try to talk you into going to Phil Combs tomorrow. But uh, otherwise, uh, everybody, it's been a great show. We appreciate having all of our guests, Neil Castles Jr. and Deb Williams and, of course, Mike Hill. The rest of you, uh, Natalie, we're coming, but it might not be till 2 or 3 o'clock. No, it'll be about 2 o'clock. The rest of you, keep it between the fences. Woo!
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.